0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and all the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The Gospel of the Lord. Maybe see it. Last night, I finished uh, the massive Alexander Hamilton biography, which inspired the hit Broadway musical. And I have to say, it was a very impressive book. It's well detailed, but not dense. The facts in the story are easily digested by Ron Chernow's steady writing style. And his portrayal of Hamilton is an even-handed one. and He talks about the circumstances that made the man a great and indeed underappreciated leader of the American Revolution, as well as a devout husband and father. Yet Chernow does not skim on Hamilton's negatives either, the unbendable dogmatism and the flagrant infidelity for 731 pages it is an incredibly readable book and I encourage you all to pick it up sometime especially if you have an interest on the subject or the American Revolution and early years of the United States in reading it though I have to say that of the founding fathers portrayed in the book the one I came away most impressed with was not Hamilton but it was, in fact, John Adams. The second president of the United States took over at a time when partisan infighting was led on one side by Hamilton's Federalists and on the other side by Thomas Jefferson's Republicans. Now, President Adams, while nominally a Federalist, was really someone who went beyond any sort of party loyalty in favor of doing what was best for the young nation. He detested absolutism in favor of an executive approach that allowed for what he saw to be the best course of action for the people. Adams was certainly an imperfect man, he was a cantankerous man, but in an era where so many self-styled heroes, Hamilton included, were looking to bend the United States to their political will, he did what President John Kennedy once exhorted us to do. Let us not seek the Republican answer or the Democratic answer, but the right answer. Adams' presidency is a reminder that there is no such thing as a real anything, a true anything. Titles such as true Americans or real Christians are nonsensical. No one person is so beholden to dogma or orthodoxy that they can identify with a religion or a political party or any other social group in complete totality. We are all human beings and we are full of complexity and contradiction. And there are times when we have put our understanding of God before our neighbor or we have blithely argued our politics to the detriment of those who are hurting, or times where we are more worried about being right in the moment rather than doing the right thing. We can no more adhere to a rigid set of rules and beliefs than the next person. So if that's the case, we have to read the Gospel and ask ourselves, what makes a Jewish person a true Jew? It cannot be stressed enough how important the idea of the Sabbath is to Jewish people. It is not a suggestion, it is in fact one of the Ten Commandments. It harkens back to the creation of earth where God rested on the seventh day. And for a people who often labor in farmlands, called to work their fingers to the bone, a rest from these efforts is a holy thing. By violating the Sabbath is not just breaking a commandment, it is a strike against your personhood as God created you. There are plenty of Jewish people living today who strictly observe it. I mean, personally, I know better than to contact some of the folks from Bethel on a Saturday. And in Jesus' time, the Sabbath was certainly not optional. Now, not only could you not do anything in terms of labor on the Sabbath, you couldn't even help others. To save a life was debatable, but you could not feed the hungry, you could not give alms to the poor or you cannot assist a person on the side of the road. Of course, the term in scripture for work on the Sabbath is a fungible one at best. Does work include aiding the welfare of a neighbor? Does the Sabbath trump the golden rule when it comes to following God's law? Who's to say? Any scripture is open for interpretation. But in first century Israel, Israel, where religious fundamentalism ran rampant, the concept of work was stretched to mean many things. And so that takes us to the next question Is Jesus a good Jew or a lousy Jew? And I think it's fair. It has to be one or the other. God either wants him to heal on the Sabbath or God does not. Sure, life is complicated and answers to tough questions are ambiguous. But the Messiah is called to set a standard for others. So we got to know, Jesus, what's the right thing to do here? And if you do the wrong thing, does that make you a poor adherent to your faith? Now for me, the power of this passage is not the argument of what to do on the Sabbath. The power of this passage is that the woman was healed. She had waited 18 years, 18 years of being hunched over in pain and agony. She cannot wait one more. And frankly, it wouldn't have mattered if Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath or at his own wedding date. The importance is that she is healed. The discussion about the Sabbath is what the writer of Luke's gospel wants us to get out of this. But to me, it is an attractive distractor from Jesus' central tenet to first and foremost love our neighbor as we would ourselves. And like President Adams taught us by trying to do the right thing, as opposed to towing party lines, we are called to simply do that. Our faith in God should come before anything else in our lives, and we understand that faith by being part of a community. Yet the rules of a community should never come before the well-being of other people. The Sabbath discussion is fine and well and good, and I'll leave it to a Jewish person to decide what they should and should not do. But for us Gentiles, we are taught that following God means helping others. We might not be able to heal a crippled person, but we can assist those who are hungry we cannot cure the sick and raise the dead, but we can speak out for those who are seeking justice, especially those who have waited far longer than 18 years. There is no such thing as a true Christian or a good Christian. Loving our neighbor, even at the expense of our tradition, is being Christian enough. And it's important to remember that for, G- for us, Jesus flaunts every conventional norm. Jesus is God, but he takes the form of a human for us. Jesus is a king, but lives a simple lifestyle for us. Jesus is the Messiah, but dies and rises again for us. There is nothing law-abiding or commandment-keeping about what he does in these instances. He breaks every rule in the book. And he does it for God's created. He practices what he preaches. Is Jesus a good Jew? I don't know. I'm not Jewish. But for us Gentiles who follow him, he calls us to live a life for God by sharing faith, hope, and God's love with others, because it's what he did for us. Love before the law, let us never forget that. The Son of God heals someone who cannot wait one more day. There will come a time for all of us when we cannot wait one more day to meet our Maker. And let us give thanks to God that on that day, Jesus has defied the law of death to give us new life. Amen.